0: Hello, my darling, and welcome to Sleeping Pill.
1: I trust by now, because you are already here, in this little bubble of ours, that you are already ready to go to sleep. Your mind has been programmed to relax and to let go. And you can already feel it. Your mind and your body screaming for rest. Maybe you already are sleepy and you just need some company to help set you adrift into dreamland. Or maybe you're half asleep and you still need that little push. Or maybe you are tired but you cannot sleep at all. Whatever your reason, I'm here and I will stay with you and I will keep you company until you're able to close your eyes and sleep.
0: Tonight I thought I could read
1: you a little piece written by Ralph Waldo Emerson, a recurring character here on Sleeping
0: Pill. I
1: thought tonight you might want to listen to his musings about self-reliance. So that's what I'll be reading you. Apparently this piece, Self-Reliance, may be Ralph Waldo Emerson's best-known work. And it was published back
0: in 1841.
1: Remember that you are under no obligation to listen until the episode is over. If you feel like falling asleep, surrender to it and let go. That is the point of Sleeping Pill.
0: So don't be shy. Just close your eyes and let me read to you tonight. Here we go. I
1: read the other day some verses written by an eminent painter, which were original and not conventional. The soul always hears an admonition in such lines. Let the subject be what it may. The sentiment they instill is of more value than any thought they may contain. To believe your own thought, to believe that what is true for you in your private heart is true for all men, that is genius. Speak your latent conviction and it shall be the universal sense for the inmost in due time becomes the outmost, and our first thought is rendered back to us by the trumpets of the last judgment. Familiar as the voice of the mind is to each, the highest merit we ascribe to Moses, Plato, and Milton is that they set at naught books and traditions, and spoke not what men but what they thought. A man should learn to detect and watch that gleam of light which flashes across his mind from within more than the luster of the ferment of bards and sages. Yet he dismisses without notice his thought because it is his. In every work of genius, we recognize our rejected thoughts. They come back to us with a certain alienated majesty. Great works of art have no more affecting lesson for us than this. They teach us to abide by our spontaneous impression with good-humored inflexibility. Than most when the whole cry of voices is on the other side. Else tomorrow, a stranger will say with masterly good sense precisely what we have thought and felt all the time. And we shall be forced to take with shame our own opinion from another. There is a time in every man's education when he arrives at the conviction that envy is ignorance that imitation is suicide, that he must take himself for better, for worse, as his portion that, though the wide universe is full of good, no kernel of nourishing corn can come to him but through his toil, bestowed on that plot of ground which is given to him to till. The power which resides in him is new in nature, and none but he knows what that is which he can do, nor does he know until he has tried. Not for nothing one face, one character, one fact, makes such impression on him, and another none. This sculpture in the memory is not without pre-established harmony. The eye was placed where one ray should fall that it might testify of that particular ray. We but half express ourselves and are shamed of that divine idea which each of us represents it may be safely trusted as proportionate and of good issues, so it be faithfully imparted. But God will not have his work made manifest by cowards. A man is relieved and gay when he has put his heart into his work and done his best. But what he has said or done otherwise shall give him no peace. It is a deliverance which does not deliver. In the attempt, his genius deserts him. No muse befriends, no invention, no hope. Trust thyself. Every heart vibrates to that iron string. Accept the place, the divine providence that is found for you, the society of your contemporaries, the connection of events. Great men have always done so, and confided themselves, childlike, to the genius of their age, betraying their perception that the absolutely trustworthy was seated at their heart, working through their hands, predominating in all their being. And we are now men, and must accept in the highest mind the same transcendent destiny, and not minors and invalids in a protected corner, not cowards fleeing before a revolution, but guides, redeemers, and benefactors, obeying the almighty effort and advancing on chaos and the dark. I hope the musings of tonight's subject has lulled you into a nice, comfortable trance.
0: Thank you for letting me read to you again tonight. I hope you have a wonderful sleep and even more wonderful dreams.